the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. tell a lot about a person's priorities by what they devote their resources to, right? I mean, uh, it's a priority to eat, so you spend a fair amount of your resources on food. It's a priority to have shelter. I would assume your house payment or apartment payment is a big part of your budget. Uh, Likewise, in the $1.1 billion budget that Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther unveiled yesterday, we can tell a lot about his priorities. A lot about his priorities that conflict with what he often says his priorities are. We will discuss today in the first half hour of a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Hope you're breathing okay. The uh, air quality alert, which I will admit, I kind of want to mock because I'm not a climate freak. But when I see the video from New York and Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., I have to go, well, that, that is a thing. I couldn't help but hearken back to, if you've seen the movie The Ten Commandments, where the uh, angel of the shadow of death wafts its way through uh, the Egyptian streets, taking out the firstborn of all the Egyptians, I couldn't help but wonder if I'm the only one who thought of that association, that creepy cloud, as it makes its way now into decidedly godless places like D.C., New York, and Philadelphia. There is good news. If you, like me, got the Amber Alert on your phone about the little girl abducted uh, in Grove City. She is safe. Weird story. Don't know if there'll be charges coming from it. She was taken by someone who does not have legal custody, but the someone was her mother. Uh, they found the little girl at a White Castle in the Milo Grogan neighborhood a couple hours after the Amber Alert was issued last night, just before midnight. Uh, she was not with her mother at the time. Uh, so the girl has been reunited with her legal guardian, and we are absolutely thrilled that she is safe. Uh, as for the air, uh, the county, the counties that remain uh, in danger, if you are someone who has uh, respiratory issues, maybe heart disease, maybe lung cancer, uh, still remains Franklin, Licking, Fairfield, and Delaware counties. So take note of that, and hopefully we are getting some uh, winds that will blow that bad stuff out of here, and everything will be back to normal. I don't think the winds will be strong enough to blow any common sense into the mind of Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther. But you can tell a lot, as I said at the outset, by what someone prioritizes according to what resources they choose to expend on it. And in a $1.1 billion budget, there are a lot of resources. And 
I think we would all agree. I don't know if Andrew Ginther would agree. Probably not, because it's not a priority to him, given what I'm about to tell you. I think we would all agree that crime in Columbus ought to be a top priority. Getting rid of crime, whether it's robberies, whether it's stolen cars, whether it's the mayhem that results from stolen cars, like kids crashing cars into schools, houses, barriers, killing each other, killing others, uh, ruining their lives, or murder, which is, you know, top of the food chain in crime, and that's where unpunished crime always leads to. You're always tempted to do more when you get away with less. So you would think in a $1.1 billion budget that Andrew Ginther would have crime way up high on the budget. How much are we going to devote to the things that, let's just hold him to his own standard. If Andrew Ginther talks about crime, what does he always talk about? He doesn't know. He doesn't talk about juvenile crime. That would be racist in the mind of Andrew Ginther. He doesn't talk about more penalties from juvenile court, more prosecutions from municipal court. He doesn't talk about that. You and I talk about that. He doesn't talk about that. That would be racist to Andrew Ginther. But what does Andrew Ginther rail about all the time. Guns, right? Guns are inanimate objects. Guns don't vote. So Andrew Ginther feels totally free and unencumbered to disparage guns at every turn. Guns, 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 guns. Illegal guns, ghost guns, guns that are sold and distributed, and guns, 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 gun violence, everything gun. He's all over the anti-gun agenda. So, in a $1.1 billion budget, how much would you anticipate that Andrew Ginther has devoted to getting illegal guns, finding them, tracking them, searching for them, and eradicating them from the streets of Columbus? How much would you expect him to devote to that? Well, got your number in mind? Here it is. $5 million. $5 million. And you're like, all right, how are you going to criticize the mayor for devoting $5 million to gun safety? Well, here's how. Would you like to know how much money Andrew Ginther has allotted for other concerns in the city of Columbus? One of which really leaped off the page at me. $50 million, 10 times as much, has been and likely will be because the Columbus City Council very rarely ever appreciably changes a mayoral budget. $50 million in Andy's budget has been allocated to increase the number of new and rehabbed affordable housing units. Ah, the woke cause of the day. The affordable housing. We need more, we are told constantly, affordable housing. We need more affordable housing. Now, I, as a homeowner, am not against... Your house payment, your apartment payment being affordable. But if you ask me, would I be willing to pay a higher house payment in exchange for a guarantee or a greater percentage guarantee that the place where I live, the neighborhood where I live, the streets that I walk, the stores that I shop, would I be willing to pay a higher percentage of my income To live in a safe environment, my answer would be yes. My guess is the answer of most citizens would be yes. 
I bet the answer would be yes in the Hilltop or Franklinton or Linden. The most dangerous areas of the city. I bet if you ask them, hey, the mayor is willing to spend 10 times as much on affordable housing and affordable housing rehab as he is on tracking and removing from the streets guns. How do you feel about that proportional revelation of his true priorities? Are those the priorities of a man who continues to say after every single crime which occurs that forces him to go to a microphone and act like he really cares about crime, that it is unacceptable? Are those the proportions of a man who really and truly cares about crime? He's going to spend 10 times as much on a woke cause like affordable housing. Have I had to explain to you? Will I? I will explain to you one more time why the affordable housing thing is a woke cause. And by the way, I heard yesterday on a podcast, National Review, I like to listen to guys who are much squishier than I am to find out, you know, what do I need to do to awaken people to what's really going on? I like some of the guys from National Review, but when Charles C.W. Cook is not on the podcast, uh, well, it's not as good as it is when he's on the podcast because Charles C.W. Cook comes a lot closer to speaking for me than some of the other people, most notably Noah Rothman. But they were talking yesterday on the National Review podcast about You know, woke, the term Trump says he's tired of woke. Trump is tired of the woke term. He's tired of it, wants to get rid of it. Well, I mean, I would say that's because Trump wants to talk about things that other candidates and me would say are woke. Like the indoctrination of kids in schools, like crime in our inner cities, like we're talking about right now. So affordable housing is woke because... It's a way to hide what they're really talking about, which is low-income housing. Now, I want everybody to be housed. Heaven forbid someone is unhoused. Remember people used to be homeless? No one's homeless anymore. Have you noticed? No one is homeless. They're now unhoused. Because unhoused makes you go, what does that mean? What does that mean? Unhoused. Does that mean their house is being remodeled and they're living in a hotel? What is that? Unhoused. What does that mean? Homeless. We know what that means. Homeless. They live on the street. They camp in a tent. They live in their car, in a cardboard box. And most often that perpetuates crime in the city. But affordable housing is woke because when they talk about affordable housing, they talk about it because it sounds a lot better and doesn't raise alarm bells that are raised when people talk about low-income housing. Because low-income housing brings to mind images of projects and high crime and all kinds of other things. So Andrew Ginther, he's a Democrat, so you know he's all in on the latest progressive priority, and the latest progressive priority is affordable housing. We're going to make housing more affordable, which is to say we're going to create low-income housing, and the reason low-income housing deteriorates is because when people don't have pride of ownership, they don't take care of it. And when they don't take care of it, crime abounds. It's a fact of life. If any of you uh, concerned citizens out there in Columbus's more violent neighborhoods uh, would like to confront someone from city administration tonight on why they have proposed spending $50 million on affordable housing and $5 million only, one-tenth as much, on getting illegal guns off the street, 
uh, you should show up at the Howard Community Center, 2505 North Cassidy Avenue. Oh, nope, nope, sorry, I misread that. The meeting was last night. You missed it. Uh, Virtual meeting, Tuesday, June 13th at 4 p.m. I may have to log into that virtual meeting and get a question in and probably block my IP. So, yes, the mayor requesting to spend $1.1 billion. Next time he gets up and talks about how many illegal guns there are on the streets. Oh, I was going to say, I hope one of the TV reporters or dispatch reporter asks him about spending only $5 million on getting illegal guns off the street compared to the 10 times that amount that he'll spend on affordable housing. But, you know, I like to live in the real world, the truth world. <laughs> and I know that question will not be asked. Of the mayor. The violence continued last night, by the way. 10.30 p.m., 13-year-old boy shot. Thankfully, he is going to survive. Man, how many teenage kids do we have shot? 700 block Canopy Place. I have no idea where that is. I'll bet you dollars to donuts. It's Linden, the Hilltop, or Franklinton. Uh, Speaking of shootings, one of the high-profile shootings in Columbus about three years ago was the shooting death of Casey Goodson Jr. Uh, Franklin County Sheriff's deputy working for the um, U.S. Marshals at the time uh, shot Casey Goodson when he did not, the officer said, comply with orders to stop. The officer was uh, was on patrol. It's not, he was on an assignment, but Casey Goodson was not part of the assignment. Casey Goodson, news reports have said, happened by the officer believed he saw a gun. The officer believed he saw the gun uh, pointed at him. He yelled for Mr. Goodson to uh, put the gun down. Uh, Mr. Goodson did not do so. The family contends Mr. Goodson had earbuds in and could not hear uh, Sheriff Jason Meade. Uh, yell at him to stop and to show the weapon. So Jason Meade, who has since uh, retired from law enforcement, is now scheduled to go on trial October the 30th. October the 30th. His contention, um, Mr. Meade's contention, that Casey Goodson had a handgun has kind of sort of been confirmed, but not to the degree that It obviously will be reconciled at trial, should there be a trial. Uh, There was a firearm, according to law enforcement reports, a firearm at the scene, but where the firearm was found has not been released, not been clarified, not been specified. Uh, Officer Meade was not wearing body camera at the time because no Franklin County Sheriff deputy was wearing body cameras at the time. And of course... Um, if Mr. Meade is uh, exonerated in court, uh, then, of course, the uh, Goodson family will pursue other legal options open to them, which, given the fact that uh, Mr. Meade is white and Mr. Goodson uh, was black, I am sure uh, it is plausible to expect that there could be a civil rights allegation made. Uh, Speaking of... A Franklin County jury has found that a black woman who used to work 
at Saks Fifth Avenue at Polaris is due a $9 million settlement for being fired from Saks Fifth Avenue at Polaris. Uh, The woman was a cashier. Her name is Elizabeth Cook. She filed a lawsuit against Saks Fifth Avenue in 2019 claiming racial discrimination. She asked for 25 grand. She got 9 million. Now Saks Fifth Avenue says they are going to appeal this verdict because they say that Ms. Cook was fired for doing something that Saks does not allow. What is that? You know how you buy an item and then it's on sale the next day, the next week, whatever, or there's a hey, buy this item and you get X in addition to, I don't know, free bottle of perfume. I don't know what the offers are at Saks Fifth Avenue. It's above my pay grade to shop there. But there are bonus gifts that come with purchasing something. Well, the practice that Saks outlawed were was called ringing back. So you'd buy something. I'm just going to invent a scenario here. You'd buy something on June 30th. On July 1, Saks Fifth Avenue would install would would initiate a new offer on that particular item. Somebody who brought who bought it on June 30th would then bring it back to Saks. Ms. Cook would ring it back, allow him to return it, allow him to buy it again right away. This is this is how I understand the issue. And Saks says she was fired for this. She says she was fired for doing this practice before Saks outlawed it. At any rate, there is a giant chasm between asking for twenty-five grand and getting nine million. She got two million in compensatory damages and seven million in punitive damages. Seven million. Uh, that's just a big wow to me. I I cannot fathom. I can't fathom that a company like Saks Fifth Avenue could be so racially discriminatory. And by the way, the story on NBC4 says that the woman advanced through the ranks at Saks. She held several different jobs. It's not like she was there a day or two and got fired. So whatever. We'll keep our eye on that. Now, I told you yesterday or two days ago, I forget now, the story of the whistleblower who went on, was it News Nation? And talked about how we're not alone. We got aliens. We got spacecraft not of human origin. We have alien bodies. Um, I don't know if we've just become so desensitized to news. That's kind of a big story. It's gotten virtually no play in the press. Well, now Ohio is saying, hey, if there are aliens, we want to house them right here in Ohio. We'll give give you the details next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.